The mules are in the corral. Welcome to Mule Talk, and I'm Cindy K. Roberts, your host. But first, a message from our sponsor. Hey, all you mule jumpers. Join us for the first annual Henrietta Mule and Donkey Days and Mule Jump and Trade Days on Saturday and Sunday, October 22nd through the 23rd, 2022 at Nichols Park in Henrietta, Oklahoma. A two-day family play day event that includes fun and Western show classes for mules and donkeys, starting with a parade down Main Street featuring John Payne, the the one-armed bandit as the headliner of entertainment at this mega event. Prizes, added money, and $10, $50 fuel cards to be given away throughout the day. For more info, call 918-290-9315 or go to their website, henriettamuledonkeyday.com. On this week's episode, we're visiting with a mule and donkey guy. His name is Jose Torres. He is located on the West Coast, and he has some pretty entertaining donkey tales and mule tales to share with us. How long have you been a mule guy or donkey guy? I've had donkeys since, gosh, I was about 10 years old back then. Been mules, I got my first mule. Uh, about 1997, 98. Okay. And I was planning the trip of going across the United States doing a fundraiser for the American Lung Association. And I thought, oh, I'll take a, a mule with me to carry the pack. And I got a little hemi mule. And my sister and my mom, they said, you need to buy a big mule that you can ride in case something happens. And so my sister said she knew someone who had a mule and invited me to come look at it. And I went and it was the mule I have now, Rosita. She was just a little over one years old. And the fellow told me that he had sold her once and they brought her back and said, you know, take this mule back. We don't want her. She's going to hurt us and we don't have health insurance. <laughs> so so- so Rosita wasn't very happy with the family that she was originally put with, and so there was not a good yeah. match there. She had some issues. <laughs> I bet he did. Well, I took her, and, and she was halter broke, and you could lead her, but she wanted to go her own way. If she saw something, she wanted to go that way. And, and she started striking with her front paws and she hit me in the elbow every time in the same spot. And finally this one time she did it and oh, it was so excruciating, the pain. And I said, I'm putting you back and not taking you out until I find someone that knows mules. So I did just that and I went up to mule days up in Bishop and there was a fella, his name was Steve Edwards, and he was walking around with a microphone and a speaker on his hip and he said, does anybody have any problems that my hands shut up in here so quick? <laughs> and, and I started explaining to him about my mule strike and he goes, let me think about this. And he goes, okay, here's what you do. Because I call this my come along rope and put it around the mule and, and uh, around his it, its muzzle and then pulled it over the ears of the pole 
And he goes, the next time your mule wants to go to the, over here or over there, or it wants to stop and you want to keep going, I want you to bump it two times and, and jump up and down and wave your hands and hoot and holler, and that should take care of it. Are there any other questions? And asking about <laughs> and I thought, what kind of answer is that? So I'm on the way driving back to um, Bishop home, and I'm thinking, gosh, what kind of answer was that? I just couldn't get it out of my head. Anyways, I think a week went by or so before I decided I was going to try it, and I got her out, and I figured out how to do this come-along uh, culture. And started walking, and she started pulling away to go somewhere else, and I bumped her and jumped up and down, and hollered, and she looked at me like I was nuts. And she never stuck again after that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So Mules are different than horses here, you know, and, and uh, we became the best of friends. We'd go for walks for miles and miles, and she'd just walk alongside of me, and... and uh, Pretty soon, you know, I was really enjoying this mule, and I got a second mule. I thought, like, you know what, maybe I should ride a mule to lead this mule. So I got a mule named Don Juan, and he was just the nicest mule. He, he, he um, was born and raised in Pasadena, and he'd been in the Rose Bowl Parade a few times, and he was just a really gentle mule, but he'd never been in the mountains, I don't think, because trees would scare him and rock outcroppings, and and uh, he was always surprised, you know, when I'd go riding on the things he was scared of, but that Rosita and I, that was just natural for us, because we lived in the mountains. And But he would show him what it was, and pretty soon they didn't mind him. And he became a pretty nice mule, and one day my sister says, you know, I have a friend that got bucked off a mule, and she's scared of him now. She needs a real gentle mule. You should settle the Don Juan. And I thought, oh. And anyway, the scout came out and looked at Don Juan and just fell in love with him and took him. <laughs> so then I was back to Rosita and this little hen mule. And the time came for us to go cross-country with them, and, and uh, I started at Doheny Beach, but they wouldn't let me go through this trail that, that cut through uh, Cat Pendleton, so I had to leave my mules on the east side of the mountains there and started off and walked from the Pacific Ocean over to where I grew up, where my parents lived. And I was pretty happy. And on the way, I picked up my mules and was packing with them. One carried my captain equipment, and the other carried food and water for us. And we stopped. At, and this is a town where I grew up in, so I knew people along the way and had family and stopped and visit them on our on our trip. And headed on up to where I lived, up in the mountains. Oh, along the way, I someone had given me some oatmeal cookies, and I had it in a fanny pack, and Rosita thought, you know, they were for her, they were treats, and <laughs> she kept picking at my fanny pack, and she finally figured how to open them, and she got her cookies, 
But along with that, my wallet and some other goodies fell out of my fanny pack and never got those back. So I threw it over. So that's a, yeah, it she was interesting. We were headed up the hills and and uh, a car, you could hear it coming down the, the road and it come flying around the corner and land on his brakes just about hit us. Next time I, a car would come, she'd stop and wouldn't move until she figured out whether it was coming up or down. And if it was coming up, she'd drag me to the other side of the road and, and that was it. And she, every time a car would come, she'd drive me to one side or the other. And then one time an airplane came and she stopped and she wouldn't move until that airplane flew over and didn't They are so smart. That, those mules, they are so smart and they quickly figure out things. Oh, yeah. Yes. And when we were going across the Mojave Desert, I don't know if it was my step or what it was, but she stopped and wouldn't move. I said, what's the matter with my step? And she, she wouldn't answer me, but she just looked at me. I tried to figure out what, why she wouldn't move. And I picked all her straps and everything. And, and uh, well, it's just, she just wouldn't move. I didn't know what was wrong with her. So as I was waiting, I started drinking some water. And I started noticing I was seeing, seeing dots in front of my eyes. But I guess I was wavering when I was watching or something. And she, me, I needed to stop and drink water, and she just stopped and wouldn't move until I drank water in the town. And then she just moved along, moved along on the trail, and everything was fine. <laughs> oh, that is so neat. So, do you still have Rosita? I sure do. She is my lead girl, and her head was right by my shoulders for two and a half years, and we slept together. <laughs> Sometimes there was nothing to tie to, so I would lay on the ground, use a pack saddle for a pillow and hold the lead rope in my hand. I'd wake up and see her right there in the morning. So, so how old is Rosita? Well, she's in her 20s now. I'm not sure I'd have to look her papers and see how old she is. But she still like a thirsty youngster. Every morning I'd let her out in the pasture and, and she greets me and wants her hug and, and uh, she takes off running and kicking and <laughs> she loves being let out in the pasture. Yes. When, when we were traveling, you know, I'd put the pack saddle on her every morning and she was getting pretty tired. And I said, you know, when we finish this, I'm never going to put a pack saddle on you again. I'm going to find a nice pasture for you live out the rest of your life. <laughs> well, I ride her still, but I've never put a pack down. Well, <laughs> you bet. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's quite a story. So, you know, yeah. I think if you just put her out to pasture, I don't think she'd be very happy. No, no. She lets me know when she wants to go for a ride. She just puts her head on my shoulder and follows me you know, leave me down like, you want to ride? And you can see her smile and we go out for a ride. Mm -hmm. But after we came back from, we made it all the way to North Carolina. 
we came back and I couldn't sleep in dark for sleeping out for so long and, and uh, I thought, well, I think I'm just going to take off again. My son had joined me in, in Arizona. We got to Kingman. It started snowing. They stopped for the winter and, and uh, my son came out and he said he wanted to go with me so I bought a truck and a horse trailer. And there was places we'd found where you couldn't take the meal over cities and over bridges and things. And uh, so he was a lot of help. And he'd, he'd set up camp and when I'd get there and he'd have dinner ready for me and go to bed and then the next morning I'd pack the meal up and take off and he'd break camp and go look for a place to camp the next day. So one time we were in Oklahoma and uh, we He'd gone up ahead, but he brought me lunch that day, which was pretty nice. We sat and I ate a hamburger on the side of the road, and he took off to go find a place to camp. And the lady stopped us because I saw you walking on my way to town, so I picked you up something to eat. And before I could tell her, I just had a hamburger with my son. She handed me a, a bag with chicken and mashed potatoes and pork okra. And she sat there, and I thought, well, thank you, you know, I wanted to be nice. And, and I, I felt I'd stick it in the pack saddle when she left, but she wouldn't leave. She wanted to see me. <laughs> she wanted to see you eat. Oh, yeah, wow. So I had to eat the whole thing, you know, and, and <laughs> so that, was, that was tough. So I was hard walking after that. I had another five or six miles to go that day before I got to the town of Keys. And my son had came back and he said, they, they said we can't camp anywhere around there. We'd have to go another 10 miles. And I'd already done 20 miles. So we go, well, when I get there, I'll, I'll talk to them. So I got there and we went into this restaurant where he was at. But they said, oh, well, you can't camp here in town. You have to go another 10 miles and talk to the camp. And I said, well, I can't do that. So I was sitting there thinking, and this fellow came over. He said, I heard you're looking for a place to camp. And I said, yeah. He said, well, I got a little place around the corner here if you want to come over. There's a corral with a little work you can fix it. Put your meals in. And I said, well, that'd be great. So I followed him over to his place. And sure enough, there's a three-sided corral. And I just put a rope across there, and the meals were so tired. They just stayed in the time. Oh, wow. He says, I have a little bar down here around the corner. If you want to come over and uh, have, a, have a beer and visit, okay. So we went on over there. And uh, him and my son were talking, and my son mentioned that he played the guitar. And he goes, wow, if I set up my some guitars, will you play with me? I said, yeah. So they played all evening long. And folks would come in, and he'd say, well, just help yourself and put the money in the cup over there. And uh, they would do that and everyone just sat and listened to the music playing. So at the end of the evening when we was closing up, he come over and he says, you know, I buried my daughter today and you guys were having sex. I don't know how that had made it seem nice, but you guys are. That was kind of cool. Oh, yeah. But we helped him a little bit. Oh, that's a neat so, story. <laughs> yeah, I've had, oh gosh, 
different views off and on, but I always keep Rosita. We have right now we have two mules, two horses, and a donkey. And uh, the little second mule I have, she's a little two-year-old mule. Got at the sale barn, and she's really sweet. Yeah, but, you know we work with her a little bit, you know, walking and reading her. We haven't ridden her anything yet. Well, are you are you going to make a saddle mule out of her, the two-year-old? Oh, she'll be a saddle mule eventually, but she's too young right now to, to ride her. Right, right. Two is really young, physically and mentally. Um, exactly. So, what about your donkeys? I want to hear about them because they are an absolute hoot to watch. I know. Oh yeah. Well, the dog I have now, his name is Pancho. Pancho. And the reason, the reason I got him is that every year at Tombstone they have what's called the Donkey Dash. And they have a three mile, six mile, or 13 mile race. And I always thought it'd be fun to do, so I thought, well, I'm going to get me a donkey. And I, we were at the cell barn, and there was a donkey out there, and I started bidding on him, and ended up winning it. <laughs> Got him for two hundred dollars, so that's that much. And brought him home, and he was. They said, "Oh, he trained this time." Well, there was four of us. It took it took four or five of us to get him inside the horse trailer. And got him home, and he came out just fine. But I took kept him away from the other animals, so I saw what he was like. But he wasn't cut, and he started. All our other horses were bears, and, and Pancho was a, he gets along fine with the other horses now. We got him cut, oh, about a month ago, a month and a half, and he's just turned into a real sweet donkey. Mm. And I could track with him, and I took him to the donkey dash, we did the six mile run. We, every time we started running, though, our pick and saddle would, or our pick and saddle would fall off, and we'd lose our pace and legs. And we'd have to go back and pick it up. But eventually, we just thought, I'll just walk it. Walking, it would stay on time. And uh, we did the six mile run and had a great time visiting with everybody. There's a lot of folks from Colorado, California, all over Arizona, Minnesota. We want to a good celebration. Well, you sure do know how to have fun with your mules and your donkeys. Well, it's just a way of life for them. <laughs> I call them my kids. They're, They're my your kids. kids. Okay, I like that. That's pretty good. So I see that you have sheep too. We do, yeah. Um, we have cattle, but the hay and stuff getting so expensive, and we've been in a drought of pastures, pretty poor. So we thought, and we couldn't move out of the butcher to put the freezer, and and they became pets also. Yeah. You could butcher up. It's looking to the sale barn and with the money we can about ham and bacon, <laughs> chicken, and uh, filled up the freezer with meat. So they did what they were supposed to do, but didn't have to kill them to do it. Oh, good. That oh, that's really you're you're a good-hearted person. So. <laughs> so we got sheep instead. We thought, oh. You know, anyone, you can throw sheep, you know, maybe like, well, they're just the sweetest, the cows. <laughs> oh, be darn, you, yeah, how can you even, do 
about calling it quits on the sheep and giving him his last oh. rites. I mean, I couldn't even think of that. Well, they're all sweet, but one's a, a bug. And uh -oh. he's, he's, he's hit me a couple of times, you know, and I thought, mm hmm, but a few more times and you're going to the butcher. <laughs> Uh -oh. He's been pretty good since I told him that. So oh, really? Because, mm -hmm. you know, that's his job. He's supposed to be aggressive and assertive with anything else coming around his girls. Yeah. But <laughs> okay. He's only aggressive towards me, it seems like. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, how funny. That is funny. <laughs> They're housed next to the donkey, so they just kind of hang out in the fence with the boys in this time, you know. In the morning we go out there and they're all huddled together. They're in a separate setting, but they're close together there. So it's fun. You know, it's a way of life. Well, Jose, you, I just can't thank you enough for coming on to Mule Talk and sharing your stories with us. Course. We're going to talk about your tombstone experiences on the Tumbleweed Cowpoke radio show, and we're going to do that, you know, later on this month. So um, you are quite the card and quite the cut up. So um, well, so I'd love to tell you our adventure of going to Wyoming and moving cattle one summer. That'll be cool. We would like to hear that on Tumbleweed. So um, do you sign autographs? Do I sign autographs? Yes. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> You're too funny. All right. We're going to go to a premiere tomorrow on a, a music video we did called A Minor Scandal. Oh, A Minor Scandal. Okay. And, and, uh, so it's the premiere for the public and looking forward to doing that. It's done by Carol Markstrom. Okay, awesome. Well, um, so if somebody wanted to get in touch with you, uh, what should they go to Facebook or how how would they contact you? Probably Facebook would be a good spot. Facebook, okay, so you are on Facebook. Very good. And they just look you up, Jose Torres, T-O-R-R-E-S. Correct. And there's a lot of them out there, but there's only, it has a little picture of, of me and the and punch of the donkey, so we're the only one with the donkey. Oh yeah. But so I'm so Taurus, it's like Bill Jones or something. There's a lot of them. Well, are they imposters? Are they fake people, or are they real? No, they're real people. They're real people. <laughs> this is a popular name. <laughs> okay. Well, Jose, you've been so good. And thank you, okay? And um, we will talk soon. Sounds good. All right, thank you, Jose. Have a good evening, sir. You too. Okay, goodbye. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or a sponsor, send me an email. Cindy, C-I-N-D-Y, at everycowgirlsdream.com. Gotta go. My mule is looking for me. Meal Talk is an Every Cowgirl's Dream production.